You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Pitcher's paradise. The Reds are cranking bombs, and it's 7-1. <laughs> this is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. That ball had a family. Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Ed Egros, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you to talk about baseball teams and how to bet on the make or miss playoffs market. And when we were discussing make or miss playoffs and I was doing some of my research, Joe, this is something that uh, you alluded to earlier in the broadcast and something that I think is really important here. How do you make the most money in sports betting? Uh, it's by being a little bit smarter about where you are placing your bets. And when it comes to make or miss playoffs, there are large chunks of Major League Baseball where you either have to win the division or you are not making the playoffs at all. And mm -hmm. one good example of this, Pittsburgh Pirates. They're 4-1 to one to make the playoffs from what I've seen, but they're plus 450 to win the division. Now, can you envision a scenario where the Pirates clinch a wild card spot, but they don't win the division? At this point, I don't see that because all of these wild card spots are going to go to the coasts, so to speak. A more extreme example, the White Sox, 14 to 1 to win the division, but 9 to 1 to make the playoffs. You really think the Southsiders are going to make the postseason by not winning the division? I certainly don't see that at all. So definitely this is a market that you need to be extra careful with because there may be other ways to attack MLB futures in a more efficient way. So the centrals basically is what we're saying. If you're looking at a bet on a make the playoffs for either any central team, what you should just do is make sure that there's no difference in the odds between the division and the playoffs because if there's probably maybe a little bit more value on the division, so maybe you should you should go that route. Uh, so for example, I, I'm not making the bet. I'm just looking at the situation here. Uh, we were just talking a few moments ago about the National League Central. Pittsburgh's in first. Now they lose a couple of games. Do we really think they're going to hold on to first for, for the entire season? I don't know. Uh, the Brewers, what are they going to do with the trade deadline? A lot of chatter before the year that they're going to trade some of those arms. Maybe they will. Does it depend on where they are in the standings? Uh, that's going to be fascinating to monitor. So what about the other teams that, that might have a little bit of value? My gosh, it is all over the place. If you look at the NL Central odds. Everybody has the Brewers as a favorite. Some have the Cardinals. Some have the Pirates. Some have the Cubs. That is bonkers to me. I know we're talking about a few cents, but it is all over the place. So I find that interesting. Okay, for example, Cardinals to make the playoffs, plus 500. To win the division, it's actually shorter. So that's weird. 
um, at some sports books. And then Cubs, you get much more value. You get them plus 500 for the playoffs, plus 700. Yeah, that, no, I see a 10 to 1 for the division. So that, that's a perfect example. The value is double, double, if you just take that extra step and look at the division when you consider uh, yeah. some, of these, some of these teams. Um, as long as I'm talking about them, might as well mention them. Now, 13% chance, according to Fangraphs, for St. Louis and the Chicago Cubs to each make the playoffs. If you think it's crazy wide open still and you think a team can make a run, I will point out that St. Louis, the reason that they have, uh, they've been very unlucky, negative six, according to Luck Factor, is they are seven and 16 in one-run games. If you think that's going to turn around this season in a wide-open division, I know they're eight and a half back. Um, maybe, maybe that's worth something. The, the Cubs have the fourth easiest remaining schedule, and they've actually mm-hmm. played the fifth toughest. Now, I, I'm at a point where I don't trust them offensively. That lineup, my God, if you look night to night at some of the, some of the names that are hitting cleanup for them, like there's no chance. But I, I'm just making a point that if you believe anybody can truly win that division, I, w- I would look at teams that have played tough schedules like the Cubs. I would look at teams that have had a run of bad luck in one-run games like the Cardinals. And like I mentioned, Cubs division, you can get a 10-to-1 and then the Cardinals, you can find uh, there's a six to one out there for the division. Uh, one sports book has them as the fourth favorite, actually, now. Wow. Well, we were talking about the Reds and the L.A. De La Cruz bump that they've received, and they're seven to one to make the playoffs. I thought that was interesting, considering a lot of these teams, like you mentioned, you look at remaining strength of schedule, and they're all somewhat similar i don't know if one of them has like a a big advantage where you're like oh stay away from betting on that one i mean it could really go either way and that's like how the whole division is so maybe you just take the team that you like or has the best odds but seven to one for the reds to make the playoffs is a fun bet it might be, but as I look at some of the projections, it's possible that Cincinnati's likelier to finish last in the division than they are first. And Ooh. so to me, I think the value has dissipated. Put a That's fork in my like if, argument. <laughs> I, I, I've i done that a time or two, especially when it involves yeah. the American League West. That That is something <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm prone to doing. Uh, but, but that's just it, though, is, yes, the, the NL Central's in this weird spot. You know, Joe, you mentioned the Cubs. Yeah, they have an easier schedule, but they also have pieces they can move. And this leads me Mm -hmm. to a really important point about the trade deadline, which is coming up in a month and a half. Because of the expanded postseason, there are going to be fewer sellers. Now, there are some key pieces out there, but you're talking about ball clubs that may very well not be in contention, and they may not trade away their key pieces. Joe, you mentioned the White Sox. And how, historically speaking, they tend to trade away their guys uh, far later than they should. And they wound up losing overall capital because of it. And it's possible Mm -hmm. that they do that again because they're in a terrible division and they may feel like that they are still very much in contention. Guess what? They probably aren't. Even though you're in a bad division, you are not a very good ball club right now. And you have other teams that you have to hop over. It is congested. You're probably better off for the good of the franchise to 
trade away some of your key assets. But if they don't do that, then I think the league as, as a whole is at, you know, is, is sort of in, in some real dire straits because you have ball clubs that are perhaps on the cusp of making the playoffs and they're probably one trade away from making it or somewhere close to it. And that's not going to be available to them. There may only be relievers. This may be a great reliever trade deadline, but not one where you're getting that key bat or that key starting pitcher. And that is really important when you're looking at, say, projections, because oftentimes these things get bumps because of the trade deadline. And if that's not going to happen this year, then I think the numbers we have are way more reliable. Yep. No, I'm with you. Uh, God, Brewers, 46% chance. I just, I don't agree with that projection. I think that entire divisions. Uh, so on projections, when you see stuff like that, that does not take into account of any possibility of players that are going to be dealt. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes you can handicap some of those things here and there, but mm-hmm. for the most part, uh, it, it's it's pretty much what you have. Like you don't want to get galaxy brain and try to come across like eight <laughs> different scenarios as far as, okay, well, they may trade for this person or they may trade for that person, whatever it is, or they have, sure. you know, pieces in their farm system. And that's going to matter here because by August 1st, they're going to get Dylan Cease or whomever that that's probably a little more complex and you're going, you know, down rabbit holes that you probably don't mean to. And sometimes these things just balance themselves out. Like, just because you're getting a good starting pitcher, like the Mariners, for instance, getting Luis Castillo last year, yeah, he certainly made Seattle better, but were they not going to make the playoffs if they didn't get him? I mean, I don't know about that. Like, you know, I think those bumps are not as big as perhaps you might think. Okay. All right. Uh, I think a couple of us wanted to talk about the Miami Marlins. The Marlins right now have a wild card spot. Could be surprising to some. Here's an interesting angle. They are minus 135 favorites to miss, even though they have a wild card spot. Why? Because they've been lucky. Plus seven. Plus seven in luck factor. 17 and five this year in one run games. I'm going to guess that that's not going to continue for the, uh, for the entire season here. Uh, what do we make of Miami? Not a, not a bet that I would make at minus 135. But that's a team that I look at, and, and when look, trying to handicap the NL wildcard picture, I think somebody's going to take that spot. I disagree. I think the Marlins okay, can uh, very much win the postseason, or very much make the postseason. And, you know, as much as I love and believe in run differential, you do have examples year after year of ball clubs uh, that go against that. The Mariners made fun differential a thing. And I think the Marlins will probably do that this year. I mean, keep mm-hmm. in mind, too, that as, you know, the Marlins have had great pitching, and it's not Sandy Alcantara doing it. It's just about everybody else. Marlins have the third highest ex-WOBA allowed, or third best ex-WOBA allowed in terms of their pitching, fifth fewest hard hit rate allowed. And they're doing it with pitchers we weren't expecting to be good. And then the pitchers we did expect to be good haven't been so far. And so this may be one of those deals where, okay, maybe some guys come back down to reality, but then the others get to enjoy positive regression. And to me, if you have your quote unquote backups sort of leading the charge, then, okay, how about your ace, you know, finally stepping up. If that happens, then the Marlins will be just as successful as they were to start the season. 
Yeah, the Marlins are not one that I looked at. I don't know if you guys want what do to you guys on, but the... yeah, what do you what do you guys have <laughs> in the National League? What other teams? Yeah, stay there. So the Mets, uh, plus one thirty-five. I just to, for to make the playoffs. I didn't think there was a lot of value there, considering. I don't know if it's just because of the sports book and it's the Mets and people might bet on them. But I'm just kind of like, I don't know. They're four games back, but they do have one of the easiest. I think, hold on, let me double check on strength of schedule. Uh, it's pretty middle. Yeah, it's yeah. actually. Mm-hmm. T- it's tough. It's pretty tough. So, yeah, I just felt like, I don't know. I probably wouldn't bet it, but I don't, I don't know why. It just doesn't make sense, the number there. Plus 135, yes. I wouldn't do that. Um, no. But that was just one that caught my eye then um i don't know if you guys have thoughts on the mets i was also thinking the giants are intriguing at yes plus 120 i know uh ed was looking at them as well i am also going to disagree here i think the giants know oh, <laughs> minus 140 that's oh, no. i actually like that one i think there's great value in the giants not making it at minus 140 I think it's way more of a certainty that the Giants don't make the playoffs than what minus 140 would suggest. Whatever you believe about the Dodgers, you still have to take them seriously. I think they will make the postseason. But, you know, Jake and I talked about this yesterday. One more bad injury to a starting pitcher. Aaron make a card spots like the Marlins, like the Phillies. At, at some point, the Giants get squeezed out, and I think they're farther down the list than what minus 140 is suggesting. I'm probably going to get pushed back on these other two teams I quickly want to mention in the National League. Arizona to miss, plus 185, caught my eye. In just the last month, these are the teams that they've beaten up on. Detroit, they swept. Washington, they swept. One game was postponed. Colorado, they swept. They took a series against Pittsburgh, took a series against Oakland. They have had the second easiest path in baseball thus far. So luck has been on their side. It's going to be much more challenging for them moving forward and getting nearly 2-1 to one to say, yeah, the Dodgers are going to catch them, and then the D-backs don't make the playoffs, I, I think there's some value. And maybe we have seen the best of the Diamondbacks so far. In the American League, Aaron, who stands out to you? Um, okay, so I, I know we're running out of time. I had the Angels. Yes, at plus 190 is intriguing. I know they're at of schedule. It's supposed to be difficult, but when I pull up their schedule, I really don't see it being something that's daunting that I think they're going to fall off a cliff in it. Plus 190, it's a really good number. Um, I know it's in competition a bit with my Rangers preseason bet, but I really like the path. Assuming they keep what they have and they don't trade Otani, if they do, then obviously there is that factor. But if they keep what they have and try to just roll with it and see what they can do in the postseason – Plus 190 for the Angels to make the playoffs is very intriguing to me. Mm. 
I love that approach, but the Yankees not to make the playoffs at plus 225. I think if the Angels do make it, the Yankees may be squeezed out. There may be more value there. So there may be like different ways to kind of bet these things, but Yankees, no, plus 225. That looks pretty good to me. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we go off the board and find out if Jake has found true love right here on the BetQL Network. <laughs> we'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.